The Digested Read by John Crace The Greatest Show on Earth by Richard Dawkins Imagine you're a history teacher is forced to give equal time to the theory that the Holocaust never happened. Many science teachers today are in a similar situation when they expand evolution. 40% of Americans believe the creation story and the numbers are rising in this country because of the Islamist presence. This book is not intended to be anti-religion. Some of my best friends are theologians and although they are hopelessly deluded, even they can't deny evolution is an irrefutable fact. It is the only game in town. There is no god but me. Why did it take so long for a Dawkins to arrive on the scene? Let's get one thing straight. Brilliant as we both are, I didn't evolve from Darwin. One species does not evolve from another. They merely share a common ancestor. For Darwin and myself, that ancestor is that fool Plato who scuppered any intelligent discussion of the origins of life for two millennia with his idea that each species has a perfect form. Partly thanks to Darwin, but largely to me, we can now dispense with this proto-theist Blairite nonsense. There is a universal gene pool and new species appear by a shuffling of the gene pack. End of story. God, not that there is one. I'm tired of repeating this stuff. I expect you're tired of reading it too. Oh, you're not reading it. But as I have a dominant megalomania gene, I'd better continue. Many people have a moral abhorrence to the idea of eugenics. Yet nature has no moral code in its selection process, and what those creationist halfwits don't understand is that it is the very process of evolution that has ensured their numbers have increased. As religious people tend to breed with one another, so the gullibility gene has grown stronger, and at a certain point a new species, Imbecilis creationis, emerged from Imbecilis deus. As my great admirer J.S. Haldane might have said, if he'd read my books more carefully, the history deniers of evolution are mentally ill if they believe the Earth was created less than 10,000 years ago. Sod it, we can see evolution taking place in front of our very eyes. It's a well-known genetic mutation that herbivores have bigger heads than carnivores as they require a bigger bite force to cope with a vegetarian diet. Sure enough, in the past 10 years, paediatricians in Stoke Newington have reported an entirely new species of Homo guardiensis megalocephalus. If creationists bothered to think about the flatworm for a nanosecond, they would realise their argument that the Precambrian gap in the fossil record weakens the evidence for evolution was crap. They also talk about the missing link in the human chain. Are they mad? Well, yes. But why don't they just take a look at Sarah Palin? It's almost too ridiculous to mention it, but I have to, because I'm obsessed. Think what the geographical distribution of creationists would look like if they'd all dispersed from Noah's Ark. 
The greatest concentration would be around Mount Ararat. So how come they've all wound up in Utah? We have our history written all over us. Literally. Brainy mammals contrive to increase the area of their grey matter within the confines of the skull. Hence the wrinkles in the human brain. Not surprisingly, atheist brains are wrinklier than theists' brains, while creationists resemble those of a goat. I could mention how creationists don't understand the role of the sun in the second law of thermodynamics, but I'll end with this. If there was an intelligent designer who made the planet and created life, don't you think he'd have done a better job of it than populating the planet with so many idiots. Get over it. There is no God. Evolution is inevitable. And hard as it is to believe, there will one day be someone cleverer than me. Hmm, perhaps not. The digested read digested. The common ancestry of the sledgehammer and the nut. (laughs) 